but yeah, I've had it plenty of times along the road where you think, oh, you know, I'm not quite there yet, or, you know, you know, you kidding, especially because I still work, like, I don't really want to still have a part-time job, but I keep trying to tell myself it won't be forever, it will come a point where you can let it go. Welcome to Brave Bold Brilliant Podcast. I'm here today with Caitlin Williams, and we are here at the Prince's Trust, actually. So, Caitlin is a young entrepreneur. She is the founder of Wobbly Bits. She's a feminist. She's an incredible illustrator and artist. Nice to see you, Caitlin. Nice to meet you too. Thank you for having me. <laughs> very, very welcome. Now, I'm really excited about this because, you know, I'm really passionate about business, people. Yeah. Um, and also, I think when you're starting out as a, as a young business owner, yeah. you know, there's a lot of lessons and things that we can share. So I'm yeah. sure that by hearing your story, there's going to be lots of people that are going to be inspired to maybe start their business. Yeah. And also learn out, learn about how the Prince's Trust has kind of helped you, and um, and obviously we're going to touch on Nat West as well because they've also been part of your journey. So, to kick us off, how did you start the business? Where did you get the idea for Wobbly Bits, and what is Wobbly Bits actually? Um, so Wobbly Bits, it initially started as I was just an artist in uni studying um, illustration and. I just made an Instagram to share my work as I was doing it because I knew I wanted to be an artist but I didn't know in what capacity while I was in university. So I was making my artwork, I was sharing it, it was like under my name, it was like Caitlin Hawley Art or something and you know it was fine and then I did a lot of feminism in uni, like I learned about like different speakers, different books I'd read and my work just seemed to naturally go that way. I found all the time any kind of brief, I was like oh I've got an idea for this and so I was kind of making that kind of work and I thought, oh, I kind of feel like a rebrand. Mm. Um, I was like, I just feel like Caitlin is just not sitting right anymore. And um, I do a lot of work on body positivity. And so the name like wobbly bits came from like everybody's kind of wobbly bits on their body, kind of like accept. And my work, I was kind of like, uh, I like to make people laugh and, you know, make people smile. So I was thinking, you know, the name when people hear it, they do have a little giggle and they say it as well. So that's where Wobbly Bits has come from. Oh, amazing. Well, and you're right. It's, it certainly like captures your imagination. Yeah. And we definitely all have Wobbly Bits, myself yeah. included. Far too many, <laughs> actually. But let's talk about the, the, the kind of the body kind of confidence part of it. Because, yeah. of course, you're trying to, you know, you've got some comedy in there, but you're appealing to your average woman, man, yeah. actually, as well, I think. Because I'm sure you get some, you know, quite a lot of men like your work as yeah. well. Um, but... How important is that sort of mindset around accepting who you are, your body and, and that, that side of things? Yeah, I think it's really important because I think we can get really hung up on it. And I think sometimes you've got to take, take a step back and think there's more important things in life, you know, not just how you look. You know, you've got to just, I think to be body positive, it's quite a hard thing. So I think we all, there's things we don't, there's things I don't like about myself now. Mm. But it's all about being like, I don't know, there's a term like body neutral. So as long as you can feel comfortable and confident, that's what's key. Because there's always going to be something in the back of your head you want to change. So I just want to try and push for people to just feel comfortable and confident within themselves. And then that will radiate like a positive outlook then, you know, if you're just comfortable and you can kind of take on anything then because it's like oh well that doesn't matter anymore let's just focus on this instead yeah yeah you're absolutely right and, and I think social media has a big part yeah. to play as well doesn't it because you know social media can be amazing you know we're going to be putting this podcast out on yeah. our social media so you can reach lots of people 
with great positive yeah. messages. But then there's another side of social media where sometimes what we see maybe isn't yeah. the reality and that can therefore cause all sorts of issues, yeah. I think, around people thinking they should look a certain way or behave yeah. a certain way. So with the social media side of things, yeah. how important has that been for your business? Then? It's been really good. And I mean, a lot of my work has come through via social media. People have found me and hired me through my Instagram rather than my website. Um, so it's really worked for me. But um, a lot of what I do, especially things I put online, tries to debunk. There's a lot of false news online about like female health in particular. Mm. Um, you see like loads of supplements and that don't do anything. And there's a new phrase called um, pH washing, where people are promoting products to like balance your pH, but they don't do anything. So it's just to get women to buy into it, they see the term pH and think, oh, that's going to help me. And it's not, it's just a scam. So a lot of what I do tries to debunk the stuff you see online as well. Mm, mm. But it is a tricky one because you've got all that negative stuff. I'm trying to go, don't listen to that, listen to me. But then it is a bit of a cat because people be like, well, you know, why should we listen to you? So it's just trying to provide fact as well as, you know, just my drawings as well. I try and like talk about things as well. Like I've expanded now into like doing talks um, in like universities and stuff as well. But like that's all gone through my social media. It's just like, you know, the majority of my work has been through social media. It's where I started, it's where I've grown. So it is a really good asset. I just think that some people abuse it, that's all. Mm, yeah, you're right. It's about balance, isn't it? Yeah. So you're talking about pH balance, about social yeah. media balance, you know, yeah. and uh, trying to, to just really be able to see the wood for the trees with, with kind of what's real or what you what you what resonates with yeah. you and what doesn't so yeah it's very powerful so let's talk about the prince's trust yeah. um because when before we press record you were explaining a little bit how you got yeah. into knowing about the prince's trust yeah. and the prince's trust does amazing things to help young people and often the perception is that those young people may have had a difficult start in life and, and many that is the case for many but for you your journey was slightly different wasn't it so I yeah. think it's important to see how the Prince's Trust can help lots of young people whether you come from a, a slightly challenging start in life or whether like yourself you came from a very stable family background yeah. but actually you, you, you approach it from a business point of view as a young yeah. young entrepreneur so do you want to just talk about how you came about yeah. finding the Prince's Trust and, and how it's helped you yeah because to be honest I didn't really know about the Prince's Trust really I'd like I'd seen adverts on TV but it was all kind of stuff like that mm, so it's kind mm. of like I always thought it was like getting young people I don't know into some sort of opportunity but I wasn't really sure what yeah. and I always thought it was like younger younger people like I was like 25 when I found out for the Prince's Trust um so I thought oh it's not something for me but a girl I was in university with as we were coming to the end she was like oh I'm gonna launch my business um with the Prince's Trust and a couple of us were like oh what is that like what are you doing and she said there was like mentorship and like support and like grants to like get her like products she needed to launch and start her business. And I, at that point in my degree, because we were coming to the end, I knew I wanted to be an artist. And I thought, oh, well, maybe that's something I can just look into then. Um, and then I went, I had a look on their website and there's a lot of, like they do loads of courses and stuff. And I just had a chat with someone online. I was like, hey, I'm a freelance artist. I want to be an artist full time. And then they were like, well, I think the enterprise is what you were looking for then because that's all about being a startup. And yeah, it was like a couple of weeks I was on a course 
um, having like workshops about loads of stuff like um, taxing, invoicing, marketing. And this was all the kind of stuff that I didn't really know how to do. Like I knew how to make art. I was doing, you know, I've been doing it from, I don't know, since I was like 16. So it's like, you know, but all that kind of stuff, how to actually, I suppose, succeed and move on. I didn't really know. So yeah, it's been really helpful. And then I got set up with a business mentor, um, Lucy, and she's been amazing. She finds me opportunities even now when she's not my mentor anymore. Um, but yeah, she throws me in loads of stuff like this today. She texted me last week, do you want to be in a podcast? And I was like, <laughs> um, yeah, go on, why not? Um, she threw me into public speaking as well a couple of months ago. She phoned me while I was in work and she's like, oh, um, are you free tomorrow? I was like, um, yeah, why? And she's like, oh, um, you've been invited to a talk in Swansea. I was like, all oh, right, okay. So yeah, she's just been really good at pushing me out of my comfort zone as well. And like, you know, if you'd asked me last year, do you think you'll be on a podcast? I would have been like, no. So, you know, it's been a really good way to help me feel confident about myself as well and, like, confirm, like, pricing and... Because, you know, these were all kind of things that... I kind of knew how to price my work because we had, like, a little business module in uni. I say little business module. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, it's given me the confidence to be like, no, I should charge this because this is how much work I put into it and if I want to make a living from it, then I need to charge more for it. Mm, so yeah, it's been yeah. really valuable to me. Well, amazing. I mean, there's loads in here. As you were talking, I was thinking, oh my gosh, lots of little sort of, you know, golden nuggets really in yeah. terms of advice. So I think the, the first thing is um, surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. You know, and obviously, you know, that initial conversation with your friend at uni and finding out how she was, you know, then led you to, to say, oh, right, okay, that's interesting. And having a mentor like Lucy yeah. that's really helped you. So, you know, having the right people in your life, I think it just makes a huge yeah. difference. Um, and and from a broader perspective, obviously, Prince of Trust done a huge amount. You've had the right people in your life and they want to talk about taking action as well because you've taken loads of massive action, yeah. you know, so things don't just happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, in respect of sort of other people in your life, who's been really influential for you, you know, with your setting up a business? Because you've got a successful business now. Yeah, I mean, my family have always been really supportive. Like, um, I mean, as far back, it's like GCSE, you can choose what you want to focus in on. And my parents have always said, do we want to do, don't pick stuff you feel like you have to do. Mm. And we're all quite creative anyway. Like my father's a writer, my sister's a writer, my other sister's a musician. So it's like, we're all quite a creative little hub anyway. Um, so I think that was a really good invite. Cause I know there are some people um, that their parents think art's oh, a waste of time, but it's like, it's everywhere. You know, it's on posters, it's the clothing, it, you know, it is everywhere. Um, and like my grandparents, I mean, my studio is in their house. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> You know, they're a massive support for me. Like, I've taken over the whole Arctic upstairs. Um, they come to every event. They really push me along. And it's like I said, the majority of my family are women. So I don't know if that helps as well, because we all, especially because of the work I do, we all kind of get it. Mm. And we all talk about it and egg each other on. Because my sister, she does like a lot of feminist in her writing as well. So, yeah, and my partner's really supportive as well. Because I know, like, some men, they come and see my work and they'll be like, mm, don't really get it. But, you know, he's a massive champion for me as well. So I think it's just really good to have people, you know, even in your family, that are really supportive of it all as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's great. And I, I, it's interesting you say that you come from a, you know, a family of creative 
people, yeah. whether it's music, writing, art, like you yeah. know, like you have. So that that I'm sure really does help yeah. as well. But you you, you mentioned as, um, around it's you know art is everywhere, and and you've you've approached it from going okay, this is my passion. I love yeah. what I do. But it's also a business, yeah. and if I treat it like a hobby and just a passion, yeah. it will it will reward me like a hobby. Whereas if I treat it like a business, it will reward me like a business. Yeah. Um, and and knowing your value and, and and everything. So how hard has it been for you on the business side of things? Because yeah. like you say, the art just comes naturally to you. Yeah. You're you're great at what you you do what you do in that space. But business running the business is, is different again, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It took me a while to make that kind of that switch to be like no this is a business because mm. um you know I I could be like yeah I'm just an artist but I do provide a service you know I am a business and for uh, it did take me a while to kind of get into that to be honest I was like I know I want to make money but you know but it's that, like branching off and doing other things like I, I can't just sit in my room and draw all day and then expect to make money you know, you've got to go and push yourself out there. Like I do um, like craft fairs and pop-up markets. And you probably wouldn't think in now, like speaking to me, but I used to be really shy. So I wouldn't have dreamt to do, like I like the idea of being an artist and I could sit in my room all day on my own and just draw. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm a lot better within now. And like the Prince's Trust has helped me to make, because when I said, oh, I'm a freelance artist, will this work? And they were like, well, yes, you're, a, you know, you provide a service, you are a business. Mm. So I think that really helped. Um, but yeah, it is getting there. I think sometimes I have that little, because I also work part-time just to make a bit more money. Mm. And I'll have people ask if I'm in work on that day. And I'll think, oh, well, I'm not going to my job, but I am going to the studio to do some work. And so now I'm like, yes, I am going to work. I'm going to work on my business. Mm. So yeah, it's still getting there. But um, I think, yeah, it is easier to make that connection for me now and you know I'll dedicate days to doing like kind of the boring tasks like you know my invoicing and you know putting my tax in order and yeah yeah I know when you first started talking about how the printer's just had helped you on, on some of the you, you mentioned tax and I'm thinking oh god yeah. yeah it's a minefield in itself how yeah. you set your business up and some of the basic stuff so when you were starting out what were some of those first steps that you actually put in place uh, then Caitlin um, in terms of setting yeah. up the business so I already had a website because they that was like part of like a module and you need they had to set up our own website for our portfolios and that um, so I just expanded on that and rebranded it really. Um, then I set up as a sole trader with Gov UK because they did say there's not so much stress on that yet because you know you start enough you're not going to really generate enough money but I thought I'd rather have it done and then I've got it and you know I can mm. just leave it be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I set up a business bank account because like I said because I also work part-time it's nice to kind of control my money a bit better I find that really helps especially mm. when looking at like the things I spend on for my business it just comes out of that pot of money rather than yeah so having that is a big help for me keeping organized with it all and yeah just I know everything's online these days but um I print out everything just so I can physically see it because I'm organized when there's physical things but my digital files are all over the place so if I had someone say um how much did you spend in April last year I'd be like oh if I had to look on my computer but I can just grab my folder and be like I spent this much money in April mm, mm. so yeah organization's like a massive massive like thing with business but, yeah yeah 
Brilliant, no, because that's great, because anyone that's listening might be thinking, oh gosh, where do I start? You know, there's some, some really good um, yeah. good sort of, you know, pieces of advice there around setting up the basics. Yeah. And, yeah, and like you say, some of it's just boring stuff, but it's just yeah. kind of done, you know. Either you do it yourself, or when you get a little bit bigger, you can obviously start bringing people in to yeah. help you with the stuff that you, you don't enjoy so much yeah. or you're not so great at. And, and how, how comfortable are you with sort of the numbers and the commercial side of it? Because... You know, as a creative person, yeah. you know, big picture, visual and all yeah. that, whereas like, you know, numbers and, and all of that is almost the polar opposite of that creativity, yeah. isn't it? So how, how comfortable are you with, with that side of it? Um, so in terms of like finances, I'm all right because like I've lived on my own. You know, I know how to kind of handle my money anyway and work mm. out things like that. Um, the tax thing still scares me. Um, so I just put every time I make any kind of money, I put a little bit away just in case. I'd rather have a pot of tax built up that I don't need to touch or mm. only need to touch a little bit of when I pay rather than get caught out and then I owe like a couple of thousand pounds, yeah. you know. Um, and then in terms of like, I don't know, like numbers for like, I, I struggle a bit more with like the website side, like dealing with like my traffic and f figuring out all of that kind of, because I have like, I pay for like a premium so I can see it all, but I need a little bit of help to understand it a bit better. I can understand the basics, mm. but yeah, that kind of side numbers wise, I'm a bit like, I can, I just see green and it go up and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need a simple dashboard, yeah. don't you? But you, you made a really good point actually, and I think this is great advice for anyone, um, regardless of, of where they are in their career or yeah. business life, is around having different pots of money yeah you know so everything that's going is related to the businesses in your business bank yeah. account other income that you've got coming in for other sources probably in another account yeah. and, and actually having that visibility and not sort of getting in a muddle with it yeah and like you say great idea around just sort of protecting yourself in terms of any tax bill that might come yeah uh, and then if it's lower than you think it may be then great you've got a bit of a buffer yeah. and you've created a little bit of a, a, a fund that you yeah. could use elsewhere so yes yeah, so that's really really good advice and um, let's talk about the feminism side yeah. of it because i know you, you're, very, <laughs> you're very and i'm listen i've i've spent so much of my career being the only woman in the boardroom and all of this you know so i'm massive uh, massive advocate for diversity equity and inclusion yeah. of, of, of of all of all kind of shapes and forms you know yeah. Whether it's gender or cultural diversity or social mobility is a yeah. big thing as well. Whether it's LGBTQ plus, so feminism then that's yeah. your big passion, yeah. and you bring it into your art and yeah. your speaking and everything that you do. Yeah. Talk about that. Um, so it's like I said earlier. It's like I always found myself getting drawn to it because um, I tried to do like other work, and you know I still do little bits here and there. But I found it's just it's just what I care about, and I think when you care about something, you wanna do it. And you know, I just generate work about, like I said, body positivity, um, about like domestic violence, and like you know, so I do touch on like, you know, the nasty sides of being a woman sometimes. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's just really important because I think people brand the word feminist with like something that's angry and hateful, and it's like no, it's for equality. Like people term it as like men hating it's like it's really not it's you know about uplifting women and including women mm. in you know in everything and you know you know it's nice to see more women in business and like that um I did a so obviously I do like feminism in my artwork um and I did a workshop in Swansea Uni um and it was all a group of women and it was to be like how to create expressive art about our bodies and ourselves. So I did like a bit of poetry workshop just to get people to kind of 
talk about themselves in a way they probably wouldn't have thought about it before. So it was like quite rapid, first thing that comes to your head. And then you could kind of see like things they're not happy with, things they do like about themselves. And then they ended up creating artwork at the end of it. And it was just really nice. And for me, a big part of, you know, the feminism now is um, I've connected with a lot of other women. Because like I said before, I used to just want to sit in my room, hide away. And it's like, but now I've connected with so many women, you know, like female singers I've done like album artwork for, um, you know, the talks in Swansea Uni. You know, I've just generated a nice hub of women that we all connect with and like collaborate with as well. And it's been really nice. Oh, amazing. No, that's great. And that's it. If you care about something, you're passionate, you know, and they're your values and it yeah. comes through in everything that you do. I think it's, you know, it will it will act as a thread, a common thread through, through you know, your business yeah. and your creativity, etc. as well. Have you come across um, potential clients that aren't so positive about that term? Because like you say, feminine, yeah. being a feminist, it's quite a bold, a bold word, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's strong. Um, and there may be an image of that in some people's minds. Yeah. It's like, burn your bra, it's on the picket yeah. line. You know, you are kind of got this, like, you know, sort of being a real agitator, yeah. if you like. Um, so have you come across any sort of negative response when you describe yourself as a feminist? Uh, yes, um, not too much. Most of it, I think, because I don't want to say like the right people find me, mm. but the way, like, I suppose social media works is that you do get what you like kind of thing. So... Not many. Um, I did have a university lecturer who was a woman, which is why this surprised me. Um, it was towards the end of my course, we were going through my portfolio, and she looked me dead in the eye and she said, if you focus on feminism, you're not going to get very far. Wow. And I was like, oh. And then I kind of thought, oh, right, so she's coming from her, who also works in the industry. Perhaps she does have a point. So that kind of knocked me back a little bit when I finished. But um. I thought, no, you know, I'm doing all right so far. You know, I haven't started yet, so I'm just going to keep going. And yeah, I get, you know, I've been, I've worked with the Tate Gallery, and I, you know, the it was like me and a couple of other artists, but they wanted me because of the feminist work I do. And it's like, you know, people do like it, people do want it. You know, it is something that is growing. So yeah, it's not been too bad with negativity, but yeah, that did shock me, you and especially when it came from a woman. I thought, mm. oh. That did really surprise me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you make a really important point <clears throat> around what you stand for. And I think when, certainly I felt like this when I came out of corporate life, because I, I, my background is in the travel industry yeah. primarily. Um, <clears throat> but I remember coming out and, and thinking around, um, you know, coming out of that role um, and thinking about social media and how I can now embrace social media. Yeah. And I was t terrified, you know, because I'd always be, I'd, I'd done loads of public speaking, you know, but what I said could affect the share price. So you have to be very, very careful in those kind yeah. of big corporate jobs. Um, <clears throat> but I remember thinking to myself, well, you know what? If you put yourself out in the world in, to, to, do, to do good and to stand for something, yeah. it's okay that not everyone's going to like you. Yeah. That's all right. I will not be everyone's cup of tea. No. And that's cool, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think once you sort of, get that in your head then it's quite liberating yeah. and it allows you to just stick with your what's important to you and like yeah. you say you'll find your tribe or they'll find you yeah um so it's great that that's you know you stuck to your you're stuck to yeah. you know, your, your feelings on it so fantastic so talk about the tape then that sounds like an exciting project yeah so it came not long after i graduated to be honest and i remember in my like final exhibition my gran made a joke you'll be in the tape before you know it and then a couple of months later someone from the tape messaged me on instagram 
and said we've got this big um Christmas giveaway for like products in our stores and we want a couple of illustrators to do the promotional work like do some illustrations to promote it would you be interested and I was like well, yeah I, I would very much so that to me because I'd done like some work before with businesses but to me that was like I was like I've peaked um, I was like I'm gonna do amazing now after this and yeah it was amazing I did six illustrations for their social media it generated so much for me like traffic wise and you know getting people to know me mm. and it was just really fun it was really fun to work on something like in that moment I was like I'm like well I was doing the work I was like I am professional I am a freelance artist I can do this so yes yeah, things like that are really good for your confidence as well mm. you know, it really does pick you up yeah yeah and positive self-talk actually because there you, you know we I don't know if you ever feel like this but certainly sometimes through my career I've struggled with imposter syndrome feeling yeah. oh my god I'm gonna get found out I don't yeah. fit in I'm not good enough all that which is all nonsense of course yeah. you know but at the time that feels very real yeah so have you ever s struggled with that in your yes um of... coming today I actually <laughs> felt like that I thought am I at a place in my career where I can talk to other people about business so yeah I really had it with this today but yeah I've had it plenty of times along the ro road where you think oh you know I'm not quite there yet or you know you know who you kidding especially because I still work like I don't really want to still have a part-time job mm. but I keep trying to tell myself it won't be forever it will come a point where you can let it go so yeah I think as long as you can kind of just you know, it will naturally happen where you doubt yourself, but you just got to keep pushing and be like, no, no, keep trying. Because the only way you will let yourself down, I suppose, is if you give up, if you don't try, you know, because, you know, nine times out of ten, if you try, you will succeed. You just got to keep pushing yeah. and you will get there. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And uh, I think that positive self-talk, you know, kind of go, no, I am yeah. good enough, I can do this. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's almost just constantly... Um, work in progress and I think over the years it definitely becomes less yeah but it still rears its head even yeah. for me like you know I'm 51 now and I still have moments where I think oh my gosh you know can yeah. I really do this and I have to have a little word with myself yeah pull my big girl pants up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean and just kind of go no of course you can of yeah. course you can so I think that's really refreshing to hear that you know you found ways to not let it hold you back yeah. and to just really you know deal with it and push yeah. yourself out of your comfort zone yeah um, and often I think a lot of the things that hold people back is this fear of failure yeah <clears throat> so and you know not everything will have gone right for you no. I'm sure you've had things that have not gone so yeah. well can you think of any moments where you know stuff hasn't gone your way and you had to kind of get over that and just keep yeah. going well when I left uni my thought was because it was kind of what they pushed is that if you got on with an illustration agency obviously they find work for you and that was like the goal I mean, I've sent emails, I've sent portfolios, I've sent letters, and it's just no, 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 no. So that was like a big, well, what do I do now? So I've kind of gone over their heads, and I'm just like contacting companies directly now, and I have got work. So it's like, you know, if that's not working out, that doesn't mean you're not going to get anything. You've just got to go look elsewhere. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. places like that, they have certain people they like and they just hold on to them anyway. So it is hard to get into these kind of places new, regardless, mm. you know. So I had to try and be like, because at first I was like, is it me? Like, what, you know, what is it about me? And then it's like, no, no, it's just, it's not the right time. It's not the right people. Go elsewhere first. Because they do say they like people with industry experience. It's like, you know, 
you know, like when you're trying to apply for a job when you're like 16. So it's like, right, try and find the experience first and then I'll come back, you know. So, yeah. yeah. But ironically, you know, you probably, because you did get those rejections, it's probably made you have a bit of a thicker skin. Yeah. You know, because you are going to get knocked back, you know, you're going to get lots of no's throughout, yeah. you know, your business life. That, that's, just, that's just the way it is. But ironically, by going direct, you've probably commercially done yourself a, a favour because yeah. it'll be more lucrative, harder to get in. But once you're in, yeah, um, you know, I, I'm sure that you're able to actually, you know, get better financial return yeah. as a result of that as well. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And and so the inspiration, where do you get your inspiration from? Is it all uh, around, or is it certain things um, that really? So I used grab to you? say that I would work, I would see the news, I'd get angry, I'd make something. <laughs> that used to be what I'd say. Great. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's still pretty much a big part of it, but it's kind of stretched as far as social media now as well, like I said, with all the lies out there. Um, but a massive influence on my work is nature. Um, so I kind of make, like, uh, women-nature hybrids, and, like, I love animals and stuff as well. Like, I'm also, like, a vegan. So it's like, you know, I got it in my bio, I think. It's like, feminist and vegan. Like, yes, that girl... So, you know, it's like trying to make a light and make a joke of everything as well. But because um, I think that's a really good way to talk about serious issues, because if you just come in blazing, this is wrong, this is wrong, this needs to change. People are kind of like standoffish from you and don't really want to talk about it. Whereas if you make a joke, they go, huh, oh, yeah, that's that's actually not OK, is it? And then you can kind of open up. And yeah. Yeah. So do you ever get a creative block where you just yeah. like, oh, my God, there's nothing. I'm yeah, yeah, definitely. It happens quite a lot, um, especially if I've worked on something for a long time, then it's done. And I'm like, well, no. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to kind of make more of a plan with like stuff I can do next. I think it's hard because I've got loads of ideas and then it's kind of like, which one do I start with? So I've got a new mentor like as that's like the next part of the trust I have a business mentor for like two years and I've like told her all my ideas and she's gone right well we're going to start with this one and you can't touch that one until you've finished this mm. so that's been a really good way to keep me on track so at least because like I said and loads of other creatives are like it because there's so much you can do it's like well where do I start so it's good to kind of write it all down and be like right well I'm going to do this and you have to finish it before you start something else. Mm, yeah, it's good advice, actually, because you, you, we all get seduced by a shiny penny. Yeah. You know, oh, God, I could do this, and I could do that, yeah. and I could do the other. And, and that's great, you know, creative people, entrepreneurs, yeah. you know, that, that, that's the nature. But actually to have someone that's kind of going, well, no, hang on a minute, get great at that, and yeah. then add on is, is really sound advice, I yeah. think, for anyone. Um, and, and when it's come to um, the finance side of, of kind of, you know, because you, you, you have to buy materials, there's certain yeah. things that, you, you know, you, you need a, a certain amount of capital for any business. Yeah. Um, I know you did a programme with the NatWest, didn't you, um, yeah. earlier on in your career. So do you want to just talk about that and how that kind of kicked you off in that sort of that Yeah, space? so NatWest, it was more of a business mindset kind of um, programme and like elevator pitching, how to really sell yourself. So that really helped with like my confidence. So that was more that than the finance side of mm -hmm. it. There was more the Prince's Trust that did the finance side with me. Yeah. But I think having that kind of confidence in yourself and like knowing how to pitch yourself, you can apply for grants and money and, you know, because it's a really, that's something you have to do is try and source money. 
because you can you see people online all the time they're like I work 56 hours a week in my job and then I come home and I work another 37 hours a week on my artwork to become and that's how I'm now a self-made millionaire not everyone can work that way mm. you know other people have got commitments and that you can't do that and it's not really healthy to do that either so you know I work part-time just to cover my personal expenses as long as that's covered I'm fine but you know I've gone out and sourced money with the Prince's Trust so I had a grant to test trade of £750 and I used that to get myself a printer because um, before that I was buy I was paying manufacturers to print my work to sell and it was costing so much money and then I was just having all this stuff stacked up in my house and not really shifting it so to get that was a really good investment for me because it meant I could do like more one-off kind of work you know like when people would ask for something personal I haven't got to try and find how to order it so that's been really good and um, then when I launched my business I had a grant of £2,000 which has been it's changed it for me it's really changed it for me um, with that money I've bought so many new materials to expand um, my work into like different products like clothing, bags. Um, I've gone on to do events with it now. I've got my first event in London next month. So that's really exciting. So if I didn't have that kind of money to fall back on, I would have still been quite stuck because I was making like a little bit of money when I first started out before the trust, but not really enough to kind of self-sustain it. Like I was dipping into my part-time job money mm. quite a lot. Whereas now I don't touch it for my business. Like that money is just for my business now. Yeah, yeah, and and that again coming back to having the separate pots. Yeah, that you, it's really you know, helped because otherwise it can become a bit muddled and you yeah. don't actually. It's very hard to see if you're being successful um, yeah. commercially if, if it's all kind of mixed in. So no, that's great. And you'll get to a point where you know the business is flying. You're able to start paying yourself a salary. Yeah. Or, you know, and and actually really scale up. Um, yeah. So I think starting you, you, is almost the hardest part, yeah. um, but to have the right people around you and, and you know, to, to be able to approach it step by step like you've done is fantastic. And actually, I mean, the brand, you know, Wobbly Bits, yeah. how cool, you know, it's Thank a, it's a I really think that really brand. did help. It took, it took me from being an artist, I think, like Caitlin Hawley Art, to a brand. Yes. Like I think Wobbly Bits just sounds like a brand. And it's just really worked for me. Like even before I started the trust, just making that change boosted like my following online, boosted my website sales. And it's no, just having a brand kind of helps. Like I know some people's businesses is like their name and, you know, but I don't know, it's just, I think because of the nature of my work, it kind of worked at being like a branded name. Yeah, yeah, it definitely captures the imagination. Like you say, it's quite, you know, got a sort of a turn of humour around yeah. it as well. And um, so, yeah, fantastic. So where can people actually find you, Caitlin? What's the best way for people yeah, to track um, you down? So I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok, not as often. But <laughs> yeah, so I'm, it's wobbly bits with a zero instead of an O in the wobbly because that was already taken. Right, yeah. But yeah, and then I have a website online, which is wobblybits.com. Um, I'm on threads, that new outlook oh, of yes. Instagram. Um, LinkedIn, I'm Caitlin Williams on LinkedIn, um, with two eyes, no Y in Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, so yeah, I'm just a little bit everywhere online, really. Yeah, fantastic. So, and, and how you work with people could either be a business that maybe needs some creative, yeah. or it could be an individual yeah. kind of commission piece. Do you want to just talk about how you, yeah. the, what you offer so people? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of people I've done work for for like their social media accounts, um, like just kind of like advertising. 
Um, I'll have a go at anything. I've done album artwork for people, for use on like Spotify and Apple Music. I've done quite a lot of that, which has been really fun because I'm a big music fan anyway. Um, personal commissions, people hire me to like, I've done a lot of dog portraits and all that kind of thing, which you know is fine. I love animals anyway. Um, you know, I sell my work as prints and um, like I'm going to move into t-shirts and stuff as well so you can just buy products. But as an offshoot of that, I want to get into wholesalers as well and get my products in other people's shops as well. So it's not mm. just my online store. Get it like dotted in, I don't know, like some John Lewis hires people or like Urban Outfitters, you mm. know, see a couple of wobbly bits stuff in there and... Yeah, so that's kind of like how you can reach me. I'm also on like Fiverr and Upwork. So yeah, I'll have a go at anything, to be honest. <laughs> like I've done a little bit of animation for people, you know. I'll just have a go at anything, to be oh, honest. Amazing. No, that's great. Uh, and I was having a look at the website and there's some really cool, really cool oh, stuff on you. there. Yeah, really love really love your stuff. And very bold, quite bold. Yeah. yeah quite kind of stand out, great colours, great imagery, yeah. etc. No, it's really, really amazing. So you should Thank feel you. really proud of what you've Thank achieved. You. That's great. So obviously you'll have learned a lot through this whole yeah. time, I'm sure. How, how do you think you've changed and matured on your business journey so far? Yeah, I think I've gained a lot of confidence. So I think that's really helped. And I think, like I said, in uni, I was just doing art. I liked art, didn't know what I wanted to do. And I think having a business, I think the word itself, having a business, makes you feel more mature. It's like, oh no, this is something that if I, I have to look after it, because if I just stop, it's failed. And you know, mm. you don't want to have a failed business. <laughs> So yeah, I think it has really matured me working for myself because, you know, I've always worked like part-time jobs growing up where, you know, you just listen to what someone else has to say and you just get on with it. Whereas when you're your own boss, it's like the person you're letting down is yourself, mm. you know, so you don't want to let yourself down. You want to succeed. And, you know, if you're doing a business and something you're having fun in, you know, it, you know, you are having fun. There's not even that many like things I would say I have to do that are not fun. Because, you know, I know, like, you have to do your bookkeeping and... But, like, I, I find that quite fun sometimes as well. It's like, oh, oh, so that's where I spent that money. Oh, I made a little bit of money there. And, you know, it's nice to mm. see it picking up. So, yeah. Yeah, so you've really, really flourished and, yeah. and kind of grown into becoming a business owner yeah. and, as opposed to, you know, just an artist. You're, yeah. You're, you're, you're both of those things, clearly, yeah. which is fantastic. So can you think of the best piece of advice that you've been given, Caitlin? I'm you, sure you've had loads. You kind of said it earlier. So when you said it, I was like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> but the best piece of advice I was given is to stop caring if people like your work mm. because not everyone's going to. Everyone's got different tastes, different styles you know, different opinions. Not everyone is gonna like it. So the second you kind of let that go and stop trying to think, trying to please everyone, you can just have fun and you're like, oh, whatever, I'm putting this out there because I like it. And I know that my group of people will like it too. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing actually. And it and in so many ways, from what you actually create to how you put yourself out on social media, yeah. everything really, you know, to people you surround yourself. So yeah, brilliant piece of advice, fantastic. Yeah. And if you were to describe this year in yeah. word, one word, uh, what would that be, Caitlin, and why? Uh, whirlwind, to be honest, because I've just tried so many new different things like the public speaking. I'm now like a mentor and a tutor myself. That's like quite new. You know, I'm doing this today and hopefully like something else as well. Um, but yeah, it's just been, yeah, it's just been crazy. Like all the different opportunities that have come my way and that I've not 
said no to because normally I would back out of stuff like that whereas now I'm just going in with a yes just try it attitude so yeah fantastic I love it whirlwind that's the word for you this yeah year. great amazing and the podcast is called Brave yeah. Bold Brilliant as you know what does that mean to you Caitlin so it's something I've always kind of harnessed within my work that I want to encourage other people to be is to be bold brave and brilliant and to me it just means having the confidence and the comfortability to do what you want to do and pursue it and to not care what other people think because once you let go of that you will be those things you know and my work I always try to be bold with it like you said like the bold colours but like the topic as well Mm -hmm. and I think when you kind of link all that in together you know it is memorable so yeah it's like yeah Perfect. So Wobbly Bits is very much, and you, Caitlin, are all around being brave, bold and brilliant. So thank you so much. It's been a really, really enjoyed chatting. It's really oh, thank great. you. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review.